2: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn the latest in the world of mobile, web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now. Prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Mobile.
1: Hi, this is Kim Dushinsky with Mobile Marketing Profits. This is Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Last week, we talked with Bryce Marshall of Notice, and I invited him back again because we just couldn't get through all of the great, the great content and great information that he had. So thanks for being back again, Bryce.
3: And my pleasure to be here.
1: Great, thanks. So, you had, I want to dive right in on this. You did a great blog post on your blog, lunchpale.notice.com, and that's K N O T I C E.com, lunchpale, mm-hmm. one word, dot notice.com. And um, you had pulled up, you were talking about on there the, the audience, really understanding the mobile audience. Can you give me sort of a broad overview of that? And then let's talk about some specific statistics.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It, what, it, what we, and I think this is sort of building off of the conversation that we had last time, um, with, is understanding um, who are really using cell phones and who are using some of these more advanced devices, the the PDAs, the iPhones, those sorts of things. And, and by understanding, you know, the distribution of those devices across uh, the North American audience and who they are maybe demographically, understanding how you need to then approach your mobile marketing strategy development.
1: Mm -hmm. Great, great. Okay. So basically, what they did was it looks like uh, this poll came from Marist poll. It was done in March of 2009. And the one thing you showed here is 87% of people have a cell phone, which I think that number ties right in with the statistics we've seen from the CTIA and other statistics. So it seems Mm -hmm. like right away, when I see that, I think, okay, it's, you know, good, valid numbers. If something like that is pretty verifiable, makes sense.
3: Yeah, and I think that's that's important to note, and that they're talking about a cell phone and generally not necessarily a more advanced device. So, what's great about the poll is it goes down to it goes uh, further to break down those percentages based on some some very basic demographic um, breakdowns. So, if for instance um, you break it down in terms of folks who are over 45 versus under 45, you get a much different view of that audience. So if you're under 45, that number spikes up to, let's see, um, 94% penetration for people who have cell phones. And then if you're talking about income as another factor, again, uh, it's not surprising, but folks who have greater income, that number is going to jump up. So it's just interesting mm-hmm. to, to you know have some numbers to back up that approach. And I think anybody who is not convinced maybe that they need to get into the mobile space at all, um, these are numbers that really support that when you say, um, you know, 87% of all consumers in the U.S. have a cell phone, and really just about all of those people have it on and with them at all times.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you forget your phone, you come back for it.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very um, bad feeling to not have your phone on you. <laughs> it really
1: is really is. Um so the interesting thing then too about this statistic is they switched the question around and asked if you had a you know a, a PDA so it's like a digital assistant so a BlackBerry mm-hmm. Palm or iPhone which I think is interesting they're still using that term PDA but um, Right,
3: I I've always found it interesting <laughs> too.
1: It always reminds me of like those you know old ones that basically just held a lot of contact information, and that was it. Yeah,
3: exactly, the, and those little styluses where you had to know the special technique for writing the letter so that it yeah. would uh, enter into the system correctly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, that what that what that showed was that only sixteen percent have a smart. What I will say is a smartphone.
3: Exactly. So, I mean, and that's, that's really some of that, that eye-opening data that we like to, to throw out there and understanding that, you know, if you're talking about 16% of the total wireless universe is on something that we would consider a smartphone, you know, then you start breaking that down into the BlackBerry audiences, the Palm audiences, the iPhone audiences, and that's where you start driving down to that number of, and, and again, it depends on the, on the data that you cite, you know, what might be, you know, 5 to 6% of that total wireless universe has that, uh, that iPhone. So, again, this speaks to what we were talking about before in terms of, you know, being able to evaluate the impact and the reach of some of the investments with iTunes apps. So um, much like with the cell phone data itself, um, based on those demographic breakdowns, folks under 45, folks with more income, those numbers do jump up substantially. So I think I've seen numbers where, you know, maybe 50% of the consumers that are, you know, under 35, well-educated, have higher incomes, uh, might have that smartphone, maybe even higher. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But it also answers that question when people would say, well, why do I need to do a mobile website? Can't, aren't, aren't all these phones, can't they just, you know, do it? You know, like we were talking last time about, seeing the iPhone commercials and thinking that just because the iPhone can do it, everyone can do it.
3: Right. And, and, and again, there's the, there's the same tradeoff. Um, you know, the mobile web itself is going to be great if you need to extend a fair amount of in, information and interactivity, but that mobile browser experience is going to fall well short of, what you, of the experience that you can create within a dedicated app. So, you know, it really is, again, the, that funnel analogy that we used before um, you know, you can definitely reach more of an audience through a mobile web um, site or page, um, but the experience can be far, far richer within the confines of an app.
1: I think that also the thing that I really loved about, about your post was that you were very clear that mobile in and of itself is not just one tool, We talked a lot about that last time, but also that you need to choose your campaigns around the demographics. So if you're, you know, I'm assuming you're saying things like if you're trying to reach a, you know, a a young teen market, maybe you can be heavy in the SMS. If you're, you know, looking for something more robust, you might look for an iPhone. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of a good... Way to put it, what else would you have to say about that? Well,
3: yeah, I, th- I think even, you know, SMS is, is commonly associated with, you know, the, the tweens and teens who send thousands of text messages a month, but it doesn't mean that adoption of that technology isn't, happening in the demographics above 45. I mean, I use my mother as a case study, who um, I'm not going <laughs> to share her age specifically with everybody, but she fits in that over 45 demographic, and and she, uh, in the last couple of years, has definitely discovered text messaging, so I know that when she sees some of those calls to action, whether that be on television or on the radio or perhaps in a, in a sign within a store, she at least knows you know, if the call to action is you know, text the keyword save to this short code, she knows how to do that, and she's comfortable mm-hmm. with that experience and that technology. So that's now a viable call to action for her, and I think for a lot of folks in some of those older demographics. So because the technology is is relatively simple and relatively user-friendly, it becomes an opportunity to engage folks across those demographics, not just with the, uh, the teens and younger um, demographics who are obviously... Perhaps over users, some of us would say, mm-hmm. um, with text messaging.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's very true. And you know, I, my dad is is the other example of that. He has three three phones. I mean, you know, and he's he's well above the forty five mark because I'm approaching it. So, um, you know, it's it's a really interesting, um, you know. But he says that his his peers think he's just you know the technological whiz kid. Um, exactly, <laughs> yeah
3: there's a lot of cachet for him in in that yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely um, so uh what else was kind of interesting to you in this uh in this study? Was there anything else that really caught your eye or really um, had your interest
3: well, yeah, I think we we you know in that post we shared a few other pieces of information that that again sort of break down you know, what is the technology or what is the content that folks find most valuable on their cell phones? And, and you know, one of the things that we often debate about internally is whether voice, you know, that, that old concept of actually making a phone call off of your mobile phone, um, whether that constitutes, you know, online or mobile marketing. Um, so I think sometimes that, that gets ignored. That's certainly um, an opportunity. So when people say, you know, what is the most valuable technology within that phone experience, Voice uh, still trumps uh, overall everything else, but some of the simpler technologies like the camera phone, like SMS, um, still really high up there in terms, in terms of the overall value um, distribution. A- again, if we, f- if we focus on demographics, you know, folks who are under 35, under 30, you know, maybe they get, that gets flipped upside down, but um, it, it's very interesting to see that data indicating that for all of the um, interest that things like mobile web and apps get, um, really, there are some reliable technologies um, for interfacing with people.
1: I I love the thought of thinking of folks in a meeting actually arguing that having someone make a phone call from their mobile phone isn't mobile marketing. <laughs> I
3: exactly, I think that that sort of gets lost in all the noise. And, and again, I, I I you know referencing a conversation I had this morning where we were talking about some of the mobile tagging opportunities, and and when it came out that the tag can be used to tell the phone to engage uh, a phone call, you know, that was sort of an eye-opener for them. Like, wait, we can just have the customer call somebody by scanning this tag? And said, absolutely. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to direct somebody to a mobile website or anything like that if you want to use that tag to engage their phone to dial, um, you know, an agent directly, you know, maybe that's the best use of that call to action and that, that mobile device.
1: Mm-hmm. Great, great. Well, we need to take the quick break. This is Kim Dushinsky. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be right back with Bryce Marshall from Notice.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message.
1: Have a good weekend, Andy. See Andy. Hey,
2: Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night.
0: I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night.
2: Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time offshoring.com LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts...
1: Welcome back. This is Kim Dushinsky. We're talking with Bryce Marshall from Notice. And uh, we were just talking about how uh, exciting it is to actually use a phone call as part of a whole mobile marketing campaign. I think that's really interesting. Um, This was an interesting thing. We had talked before about uh, people sort of thinking that text messaging is mobile marketing. I do a lot of uh, radio interviews myself for my book, The Mobile Marketing Handbook. And I got on the radio the other day with this gentleman who was interviewing me, and he started off. I, I could tell it was kind of antagonistic, and he started off by saying, "You know, I don't, I don't know why you're, you want, you know, this mobile marketing thing to go big. I don't want to start getting telemarketing calls coming in on my cell phone." And that's what he thought mobile marketing was was that and and. And so I, I was really taken aback, and I had to sort of set him straight and say, no, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I would hate that, too. And I would never build a business around teaching people how to do that.
3: Yeah, and, and I think that's that's a very important point when we talk about some of the controls that the carriers um, have over that um, that, that SMS channel, which is, mm-hmm. you know, can be sometimes frustrating, but the good thing about that is that they're able to um, really, really maintain that channel. I, I should say maybe the sanctity of it. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but making sure that the SMS inbox is still um, pretty much a clutter-free environment where there isn't a whole heck of a lot of, of spamming going on. There are going to be occasions where that happens, um, but that's still um, you know, a nice viable channel if you get the permissions um, from the carriers and the consumer um, to interact with folks. And, and so I think that's that's a really important distinction is that, you know, SMS, we would consider that that non-intrusive way of connecting with people through that mobile phone. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. That's another interesting thing as well. I uh, was speaking some, with some folks from South Africa, and they were telling me that in South Africa that's not the case and that actually the carriers themselves there are the ones doing the mobile spamming, SMS <laughs> <No>. spamming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like blown away, and uh, they said, "Oh yeah, it's it's just you know it's crazy that uh, that that's that's where where it all emanates." And and it is it is against the law, I say in finger quotes in the air there, but mm-hmm. it's just not being enforced. So I'm I'm very grateful that our carriers and you know we have the Mobile Marketing Association, you know, stepping in to monitor it.
3: Exactly, and, and I think that's, that's a, a, a great thing to point out, um, that when those organizations are talking together and working together, um, you know, hopefully the, the, the win-win scenario for the marketer, for the carrier, and the consumer uh, is achieved, and, and everybody's happy with that technology. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the things that, uh, that, uh, that I get asked a lot, and I'm interested in your take on it, is what do you think is sort of the future of mobile marketing?
3: That's going to be really tough to pin down. Um, I, I think there's all kinds of exciting things happening with uh, location-based um, mm-hmm. applications and marketing. Um, so I, I think there are huge opportunities in that realm where um, that mobile device, because it's on our person at all times, and the ability to use things like GPS or RFID, um, Bluetooth, um, to enable location-based marketing, it, it, those things are going to be really exciting and, and to allow um, you know, marketers um, as well as communities of users to interact with each other based on that very specific context of where in the world they are, um, that becomes very compelling. And that that adds a whole new component to this concept of relevance of not just the content, um, but content within the the context of, of where exactly they are, whether that's you know, pinpointed down to a, a county, a city, you know, a street, or even within a, a specific restaurant or club, mm-hmm. you know, those things get um, pretty exciting.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and then overlay that whole concept with social networking, and it really is exciting to to think about. I mean, I, I know on Twitter all the time, I'll like if I'm in an airport or something, oftentimes I'll say, anybody out there in this airport? It would be great to to know that when you want to know it, but not sort of be sitting there and having random people coming up to you all the time either.
3: <laughs> it, exactly. And, and I was just uh, reading um, the other day, I think it was in uh, Ad Age Digital, um, uh, a profile of a company called Foursquare. Um, based out of New York City, I think. And, and I'm not going to try to describe their entire business model or what that application is all about, but it, it's very cool in that it blends a lot of those location-based services um, with the community and social networking aspect um, to create a really compelling service. And, it, and it's, at this point, it's really focused in, 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 in urban centers and allowing people to interconnect with each other um, you know hey i 'm going to let other people know that i 'm at this bar at this this street corner, um, so other friends can find them and, and they can they can locate and congregate, but also allowing marketers into that mix to be able to create um, relevant content um, to those folks based on where they are so again i 'm not going to try to describe the entire business, but it it 's it's, it's a really compelling uh, read. Mm.
1: Yeah, and then I've got to convince my friends to get in on it. That's
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's, you're you're sort of lost if you don't have the community um, to uh, to help you out with it. But uh, you know, it's still it's still really uh, really great technology and really great user experience from what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. So um, one of the other things that you had in um, in your in your post was an equation, which I'm going to mention. That we're going to do a quick break. Uh, you said. Content plus time plus place equals valuable interaction. So when we get, get back from the next break, um, well, actually, you can go ahead and start now for just a little bit, and then we'll probably stop in the middle and go back. But what, what do you mean by that?
3: Yeah, and, and I think I started speaking to that, that already in terms of you know the context of location-based marketing, where it, what's so unique about the mobile channel is that where in the world somebody is, um, absolutely has to be part of the, um, the outreach strategy um, in that mobile channel. If you're not taking into consideration where that person is, and, and, and it can be, you know, are they at the corner of Broadway and Main, or are they on a train, are they in a store, um, are they in an airport? You know, those things all have to be part of your approach um, to understand what's the best content um, and the best way to reach out to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. I really like that. really like that that keeping the customer in mind. I always say if, if you don't keep that end user in mind with what you're doing, it, it none of it will work. It just cannot be marketer focused only absolutely and do you find that your your clients are really appreciative to that mindset, or do you think you have any trouble sort of getting them to go that route?
3: No, I think, I think that they are generally very appreciative of that. And, and again, I don't think the concept is necessarily um, rocket science. I think that it just needs to be brought out and said very explicitly. And I think once um, put in that context, then things really start to click for them. And, and it is just a, a really nice structure to put around some of the thoughts and strategies that we develop and just understand, okay, how is the place, um, you know, where do we want to be interacting with them, what do they need and what don't they need at that precise time Mm -hmm. and place. So as long as you use that as a structure for a lot of um, your thinking, it really helps guide um, everybody to um, sound decisions and consensus around those decisions.
1: Great, great. great. Well, we're going to be right back after this quick message. This is Kim Dushinsky. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
0: Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK,
1: France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they
0: come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance.
3: Get more traffic-maximizing details now at
2: friendfinder.com. Fired up with Gordon Rudeau, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts.
1: Back. This is Kim Dushinsky. You're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Bryce Marshall has been my guest today with Notice, and uh, so we were just—I was just going to ask you—we were talking about the content and time, place equals valuable interaction equation, and I was wondering if you had any examples of that.
3: Yeah, I think I think one example um, that uh, we've been working with uh, some folks to recently is is really using mobile web and, and either mobile tagging or SMS combined to help influence uh, purchase decision um, at the retail environment. So if there's a very crowded competitive retail environment for a specific line of products, you know, are we able to connect users in that store to some valuable information on a mobile web page that's going to help influence that purchase decision. So if that's a, a fair amount of information that helps them make an informed decision or whether that's even something like a coupon. But in either respect, we have to understand that that content is very specific to one place and one place only. That's at that retail environment. So we want to make sure we're very careful about these kinds of content we don't want to make an overall corporate site. We don't want to get people lost in navigation. We want to drop them right into a very specific experience. And if they're not at that point of retail, that's content that's not necessarily valuable to them. So all of that really influences the, the tactics that we use. And, and again, that goes to the, the point of that poll that we talked about earlier. If if somebody's making a request for web content within a retail store, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Is that by initiating a tech sequence, or is that by scanning a mobile tag? So we want to make sure they get to that content right there at that point of retail, um, but we don't want to make that content um, really inappropriate, um, or I should say we don't want to make that content too large um, or too uh, Mm. overwhelming for them because we don't want them to necessarily be surfing that content while they're in the airport or while they're on the train and they can't make a purchase decision in that environment.
1: Mm. So yeah, So in other words, if you have too much stuff on the mobile site, you could, you could literally be distracting them from what you want them to do, which is shop.
3: Absolutely. So you have to keep a very pinpoint focus um, on what it is you're trying to atri- achieve with that content. And again, based on that context of time, the timing is the, the, the purchase decision moment and the place is <laughs> the point of purchase. So those are mm-hmm. all the, the components of, that, of, 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 of valuable interaction. Have to really take into consideration um, those editorial decisions in the content based on where they are and what is the moment that you want to be
1: interacting with them. Terrific, terrific. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, you you really do have a very sharp mind in this in this mobile marketing space. There's, there, I really commend you for that. You really do have a, a good uh, sense of it. I'm really I really have enjoyed talking with you.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So, um, if somebody were to want to work with you, if there was someone listening that maybe they are thinking, "Hey, I, I'd like to really investigate how I could get get notice um, on my on my team. What's the best way to to approach you guys?"
3: Um, they can certainly send me an email directly. Um, I can give that email address here if that's the right Great, context. Yeah. So my email address is B Marshall B M A R S H A L L at notice.com, and that's spelled K-N-O-T-I-C-E.com. Um, so that really is uh, the best way to reach me. Um, I see that email whether I'm at my computer or on my mobile device, so you can pretty much reach me 24-7 um, through that channel.
1: Great. great. And I know that Notice is also on Twitter as well, so you can follow the company at uh, twitter.com slash notice, K-N-O-T-I-C-E. And
3: Absolutely. are you on
1: Twitter as well?
3: I am. I am at uh, B Marshall ninety nine.
1: Great, great. I love. I love Twitter. I think it's a great way to uh, continue relationships or build relationships. I think it's a great, a great tool. So it and really I'm, is.
3: Uh, it, it fosters a lot of discussion uh, within our organization. It's uh, it's a phenomenon, and everybody is uh, sort of waiting for the music to stop and see what happens with it, but just keeps plugging along. So yeah.
1: Yeah, well, cool. that yeah, that's uh, that's it's great. So, well, I want to thank you for being on the show, and uh, this has been another edition of Mobile Presence. This is Kim Dushinsky with Mobile Marketing Profits, and uh, tune in next time for another show on WebmasterRadio.fm.